0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, balance, so many different things. Um, so we are, what, in the second week of February, although it's felt like we've been in February longer we're than that. We're in the 19,000th week of March 2020, so that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's just, why. That's I'm like, it's, it's the second Wednesday in February, but I do feel like January was kinda of long, February is kinda of long. I'm not complaining though. I'd rather time feel slower for me personally than to feel fast. I know not everybody feels the same way, but I'd rather it go slowly. No. Uh February was out of pocket. Like it I feel has like has been, been wild. Been Truly wild. Like what? <laughs> it's been a lot in a very short amount of time. That's that's probably why it's felt like a lot, because it's been a lot. People are acting up on the internet, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> they're they're truly acting up. The, I want to say stop. That's what
1: I want to say. I want to say stop, please. Thank yeah. you. Uh, take this outside. Take it to your personal chats. The rest of us don't want to be witness to your messed up life choices.
0: Thanks. Yeah. it's Thanks. It's been, you know, Black History Month. People are acting up. I don't like, like that. They, <laughs> it's
1: upsetting to me and my homegirls. It's upsetting to the ancestors. Yes. I need y'all to back up off it and try it again during like another month. Pick another month. That's a boring month. Pick one of those boring months that nothing happens in and go wild out over there. Pick May. I feel like May is just nothing happens. It's more day. T- take more, more of the weekend and take your negativity. Yes. Go, go fight over there. Like, leave the rest of us out of it. Thanks
0: yeah because there's already like there's too much going on like it's you know it's a lot it's a lot it's too much um other
1: than that i mean i feel like uh oh i was like i, I did something i did i redid my website over the week
0: and yeah we were just talking about it looks weekend. amazing
1: um the new collection is releasing to when this episode comes out it's ready to go there's some self-love cards that are coming out and some prints and things that are super exciting i actually what had happened was somebody ordered something from my site and we love transparency so i'm being really transparent did not find out about it until when too late i was like oh no that's bad (laughs) i was like what is happening so there were some things that were wrong some errors and stuff and so i went back to the person julia who listens to our podcast so thank you julia for shout out julia from saint pete and I was like, Julia, I'm so sorry. I'm a mess. My life is not together. I really broke my site over the weekend and fixed it to try to get it together. And like, here's some things. I'm sending her some cards and stuff, uh, some freebies because she had to put up my foolishness. But shout out to Julia for playing the fire <laughs> underneath me that I was like, oh, things are wrong. I was like, some of my client stuff has been wild and out of pocket. I'm working on some really interesting large scale format design stuff and anybody who's ever designed things for large things that need to be printed with like in a professional machine etc or having to walk construction sites and print it like it, it gets so cuckoo bananas after a while your computer just yells at you for <laughs> pushing it to the limit with the file sizes even if you you make them small obviously export them out to the side it's still so much it's so heavy and so much artwork and stuff so after spending some time doing that i was like oh i want to do something fun and i did actually have some ideas for some products which has not happened to me um in a while and i did i also was going to do a black business guide anyway like that was my plan for the whole month anyway so this is kind of how i got into finding out my site was broken um so i did do that so there is a black business guide up on studio 404 and then at studio 404 paper every day i'm sharing some of those people who are on that post and then I'm queuing up some people who are not on that post just to post in Instagram stories because some of them may not have their shops open right now and I still want to highlight them for the work they're doing and that type of thing so if you're into shopping black businesses and support black women as you should be because you listen to this podcast go to studio-404.com numbers 404 and you will find all the details there
0: Seems to be a really amazing candle maker who you shouted out in the post. I, I did, like, hey. I did. And then I was like, oh, I did to order my candle,
1: so my candle ain't going to be here because I was too busy trying to make these graphics <laughs> and put her in this blog post. And I was like, oh, I need to order my candle. And then I was like, I'm going to order something to people. Joe you know, people have been acting up, so I said they don't deserve.
0: You're like, they don't deserve. <laughs> they don't deserve. They don't deserve. It's I put a, um, a shelf together over the weekend, which I should have actually posted about on the internet, and I probably will later. Um, because it was just a trip, like, because these shelves that are like, you know, the more like industrial shelves that are for like holding, you know, a bajillion pounds. (laughs) They are just very weird to put together. It wasn't like hard. It was just like very weird. There was no explanation. Um, and then we looked it up online and it was funny because we were like, we were watching YouTube videos to try to like see someone put it together. We tried three videos. The people in the videos were struggling like more than we were. So we were just finally like, okay, let's just do this because we think this is what it's right. And it it worked out and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I needed something that, you know, because I'm putting like glass on it and wax and things like that. Um, and they've been like, everything is still everywhere. Like when people come over, they're like, wow, everything is perfect. But I'm like, but don't open up like any drawer or cupboard because it's all chaos. Um, but I've had like a lot of candle stuff in the island in our kitchen as well as we have, like, a front entryway that stores stuff that is, again, like a closed drawer thing. So I've had a lot of it in there, um, but I wanted to kind of have that kitchen space back and entryway space back. So that's why I kind of got the shelf to kind of put more of that there. But I feel like, in general, while we're in an apartment, like, there will always be handle stuff everywhere just like hidden right out of you that's just because candles take up so much space man like they take up a lot of space I also bought an a bananas amount of jars so that I hopefully won't sell out as quickly like that's what I, like my I'm trying to do because I sell out normally so fast so uh, my inventory is like great right now which is awesome um and I just I think I'm going to keep a lot of jars on hand in general because with supply issues I'm just worried about that becoming an issue it wasn't an issue this past christmas as much but the christmas before it was like very hard to get your hand on the type of jars that i use um so i'm like i think i'm just gonna stay stay ready so i don't have to get ready you know what i'm saying
1: that's the only smart thing i feel like a business owner can do especially those of us who are looking to release physical products in the spring and right now late winter it's like Start to get your supplies now before things go up because as loans start to come back into like people having to pay them and like interest rates are going to start going up and all this other stuff that's going to affect you at the bottom end. I don't know if you've gone to a grocery store. People who shop, it's <laughs> it's rough out there in those streets. Like you go in some weeks and like certain aisles are completely bare. Like certain things just aren't happening, aren't shipping. Um, same thing for places like Target and. So people are really having a hard time still with supply issues. So if you are finding a good supplier who's supplying your items, like, on the rig, buy a little extra every time you order. Just get a little... I'm definitely doing some extra envelopes and stuff and some stickers uh, this go around just because I know it might be a little chaotic in the summer once we get into my printers in California, and they're actually kind of close to an area where wildfires are, yeah. so I try to, like... Like over the next couple of months, I'm gonna hoard up a little bit and then for my summer collection, just have the items that I need to be printed, maybe even print those earlier or may have to switch to a local printer or somebody on the east side, which I do have some backups on the east side, hopefully. so
0: yeah. We
1: yeah, my see.
0: my person for like jars, wax, scents, pretty much almost everything except for labels, which I get separately. But everything else pretty much comes from North Carolina. Um, And they used to do pickup before COVID. I'm not sure if they've reinstated it now, but I'm hoping that, like, because I might go see my cousin who lives in D.C. in spring. And so I'm hoping that if we are back in D.C. in spring, that on the way back, I could pick up a massive order of something, jars, wax, whatever they would allow me (laughs) to buy and bring it home because I would be able to like move so much more with it than with shipping. Um, So man, I, I'm so jealous of people that like live so close to like where their distributor center is Oh, the dream. (laughs) So today I'm really, really excited because we are going to be doing something that we've been asked to do like five years ago. Like we've been asked to do this forever. And that is go through the process of interviewing each other. Because we obviously share, you know, a lot of information on the podcast. But, like, we've never really done, like, deep dives into ourselves, so to speak. Um, So, yeah, I get to interview you today. So I'm, like, very, very excited about that. Um, And then you'll probably interview me, like, sometime next month. But I wanted to make sure we got yours in during Black History Month. We have a lot of other guests, too, every other week that – of this month, so we'll probably do mine during Women's History Month. Um, but I wanted to start because I'm like just very, very excited because I love to talk to you about your job and your career because you just have such like an amazing career story. Like you do so many really cool things, and like you're just so creative. But you also have like the tech like mind as well. So I'm just kind of excited to do a deep dive into Angelica today, all things Angelica. So. Today I'm interviewing you. You poor people. (laughs) (laughs) We always ask guests like to introduce themselves at the top of the episode, which is essentially if you're not familiar with this concept, they basically are giving us their elevator pitch. And an elevator pitch is just kind of like if someone were to ask you what you, you know, what you do and you only have just a few minutes to kind of give them an idea, but a good idea of what you do enough to get them interested to like keep asking questions. That's what an elevator pitch is. So today. You don't really have to introduce yourself because everybody knows you, but what is your elevator pitch?
1: <laughs> this was very funny. <laughs> I guess if I had one and I cared enough to do one, <laughs> it would be I'm Angelica Yard and I work with small to medium sized businesses to make design impactful in a way that produces results.
0: I love it. And then we'd
1: have questions and then we'd
0: yeah a deal.
1: And that's genuinely what happens is that I use very vague language to discuss what I do. Honestly, because what I do is really, it's multifaceted, sure. do a lot of different things. So it's very difficult to put that into an elevator pitch as I've learned <laughs> over the years. So what I've done is kind of use vague terminology, but still talking about the results that we do. And it really is a lot of it's design focused, regardless of if I design something, we use design thinking in everything we do. So.
0: And I love that you talk about the results because if your results, if someone's like results driven and they want results, I mean, they come to you for results, you know? So I think bringing that up, in the pitch is really smart because a lot of people don't necessarily talk about the end result of like what working with them is going to be. So that's pretty smart. Okay. So, you know, some of the questions are going to be weird because it's me. (laughs) So getting right into it, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up at that point? And then did that change as you became a teenager? And what do you think that your child self would feel about like the work you do now? Would they be happy with where things are at?
1: I think very early on I was like oh I, I need to be a doctor like being a doctor is where it's at that's what I want to do with my time so um as my mom had strokes and like learning about neurology and just the, the science behind it and going to her neurologist appointment I was like I need to be a neurologist they they work with the nervous system mostly with the brain and the brain is where the you know it's the powerhouse of the cells like mm-hmm. <laughs> we all did our science we, we all did our sciences as a kid and I was really interested in being a doctor like that was my goal my goal was go to Emory and be a pre-med student at some point maybe middle school I started to get into art and drawing a little bit and so in the back of my mind and like if you weren't like (laughs) you know what I mean if you weren't the daughter of a single mother as as a black woman growing up in the world I was like oh maybe I started learning more about graphic design and web development I was like man Going to SCAD for graphic design would be my ultimate mm. lifest- lifetime. Yeah. I remember going through the AJC, Lindrome Constitution, shout out to people from Milena, Uh, going through the college guide as I did in like ninth grade because I was obsessed with going to college and that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to be an academic. i want to go to college so badly. Like I need to be in college. I love school. And so seeing like all of the things for Emory, but also seeing like the ad for SCAD and they were like become a graphic artist and da 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 da. I was like, wow. That sounds crazy. Who has time for that? That's crazy. Can't wait to go to Emory and talk to people who <laughs> are graphic artists someday. <laughs> Straight up.
0: That is what I happened. love that. I'm oh not even gosh.
1: kidding. And then uh, found, got accepted into Emory. Found out how much college costs. Um, right. Yes. The financials really quickly got accepted Spelman as a backup. Uh, and ultimately was like, yeah, no. Uh, we, we said no we, I was just like I'm not taking out loans to go to school which in hindsight is kind of a good thing because it now that is. I the student debt crisis I don't think the loans that I would have gotten would have been as bad as the ones like today
0: Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have been
1: good. I probably still would be paying them off. Yeah. Most Especially people are to go to uh, age groups are. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And a doctor. Like, go to, to, you know what I mean? Like, regardless mm-hmm. of what I was trying to do at that time, going to Emory, at least doing a minimum eight years in college, I'd yeah. still be paying off loans. Would I have a very fancy job? Absolutely. <laughs> but that, that definitely would have changed the dynamic a little bit. But um, so then uh, obviously in high school, I started designing and making websites and doing MySpace layouts and selling them and having my website, which we were talking about (laughs) earlier about how I broke it because it's just an old website. I had it in high school. Um, So it's been on WordPress since 2006 or so, 2007. And I've had the same website and kind of had different databases and movies. But at at that time as a teenager, I kind of leaned into that because that's what I was good at. And it's kind of moved me and that's kind of where I am today is that I accidentally fell into doing something just based on the fact that I took computer class in 10 grade and like, like, oh, you can build websites. But I mean, you know, you can build websites before I was, I was one of those people who built like every website builder, like doing the different little like Lycos and all yeah. those, like you remember those? and so that's I just accidentally started building websites for people and clearly have not stopped because I rebuilt my site this weekend
0: so when Oops. you were like when you were a teenager doing it in school did you like make that connection at that point like this is what I'm gonna do
1: no I didn't think I would or I was it like it was, like, yeah, it was I, still
0: it was still it wasn't until like yeah. you really realized how expensive college was that- yeah
1: truly that was that, like literally it was all you did we didn't you know there was <laughs> discussions about college and like the reality of like who would have to take the financial burden because I it was not properly disclosed. <laughs> just yeah. keep that in mind. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, you. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking out student loans. It's just not for me. But yeah, I, I still was in the in my mind thinking I was going to go to college. And then even after I started working, I had started the process to apply to go to Valencia to get a psychology degree. Just we just didn't finish it <laughs> I what, yeah. whatever it was like i, I forgot what happened maybe there's like one thing that they needed and we're being like you know what never mind it is what it is uh it's fine um i would still if someone would, would be like hey if we would pay your way to go through i think i would do i still would do i think i'll would still would go back to school to medical to school to or medical school. just yeah. school in general medical school i would oh go back gosh. to school to be a doctor if somebody was like i'll pay your way Your expenses are all paid. You just need to come in and do it. I would probably cry. I'd probably have the worst time. I'm the oldest doctor in the room,
0: but I think I would do it. Like, I I think you would be a good doctor. Like, I think that because you kind of have like good bedside manner, because you don't like baby people, but you have like a warmth when you deliver information, but it's also very straightforward. And that's kind of what you need to do as a doctor is be able to like tell it like it is, but like in a way that's also like, has warmth to it you know what I'm saying science
1: and and medical I still am one of those people who like through the pandemic it's been so oh yeah not to say fun but it's been fun for me to be reading these medical journals and these discoveries about the vaccine and like the the research that's going into it and how it's affecting medicine it's not fun how the medical community is being treated right now (laughs) because they're being treated like trash but yeah the actual medicine parts of it especially developing this mRNA vaccine and the way it's made improvements into like the HIV vaccine and all these other mm-hmm. vaccines is so cool. People just genuinely do not care. <laughs> I'll like, well, say, so, and go. you've
0: always been so health forward, like in every part of your life. So, I mean, it makes sense that like, that was the track that you wanted to be on as a child. And that's the thing is like, kind of like you said, like people should care a little more in general about health and how our bodies work because <laughs> we all have bodies. So Yeah.
1: And it, we just have so much, and it, look, the medical community is still a mess because there's so much misinformation, especially about Black bodies and Black medicine. Mm-hmm. I think seeing Black doctors come out and do things like that medical illustration that showed the baby yes. the that came out about the Black baby and how that looks, like those things are revolutionary and are making change. So I'm all about all of these. I think you posted the Black doctors graduating yes. over mm-hmm. the weekend on Instagram, so yeah. Something that I'm like, yes, Black people get into medicine and change the way it works because things that just affect other bodies and other people, and this is for all people, it's not just for Black people, but just because it's Black History Month, our medical racism kills people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it this does. is not the podcast we don't we're having, but <laughs> 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 it, it does. Um, and, I, and it's very interesting to see how like the advances in medicine through Black people being in positions of power and research. The whole black woman, you know, developed the the vaccine. All this stuff,
0: all these things. It's one hundred percent true. It's part, also partially, why I'm like so afraid of giving birth.
1: I look the 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 black maternal death rate is third. Like not, not to say third because we don't say that. developing countries do better at birth rates than the United States does with black women. It is. Absolutely atrocious that black parents who are delivering babies, birthing babies, birthing people are out here struggling because of medical racism. As somebody who kind of got a little bit of a tangent of like medical ignorance during my only like none of it surprised me. I'm always like, Yeah, yeah. of course, because that's how they treat. Honestly,
0: well, and how say, they treat it's so women, wild, but especially black women. Everyone who I know who is delivered just about and is black knows like so like more than they should have to know going into the process to have to like be able to prevent and protect and you know what I mean so it's like you experiencing it I know she she experienced some stuff as well like a lot of black women have experienced things but like it could have been a lot worse had they not already come prepared basically that they're like I'm probably gonna experience racism during this so I have to like know everything and basically go in there with like a Google degree at the, at, but like a good one, you know what I mean, to protect myself from the neglect that I'm probably going to experience. Like I that's do.
1: wild. You gotta have a power doula if you're going into the ho- the, office, the hospital. That's all I'm gonna. And I will say, it's definitely, it's it's definitely like colorism based because I will say, just Black women are obviously top thing. But I'm talking to other birthing people and people who look. Who have darker, darker yeah. skin tone, or it starts to be a little dark, and it's like they're racially ambiguous. The racism that they experience, and the colorism, the the colorism and negative experiences they experience, versus someone, and they can be white people. They're just they are like too tan. You go into a hospital, they treat you like completely different than someone who's fair skinned, and like, uh, or if you're overweight, or that's so. It's very interesting the way that like having a child in a, a certain spaces is not safe, but.
0: That's a whole nother path.
1: Maybe we'll have a doula come on and
0: do an it. I would love that. Even That'd though I'm like, wonderful. I'm not trying to have a a baby in this body, but I would love to, I like to hear about it and know more about it. And like you, I'm just like, I want it to be a safer process for the people that do want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. So back to your inner child or not your inner child, your child self. What do you think your child self would think about the work you do now? And would they be happy with the work you do now?
1: I think they'd be excited about the idea of art being a part of my day-to-day life. Would they be excited about everything else that we have to deal with? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I don't think my child self really cares that I care so much about systems. My child self does not care that I'm really good at project management. Uh, my child self is like, why didn't we just stick our hands in some brains or become a <laughs> neurosurgeon <Year's laughs> surgeon or something like that? So I think it would be like, Yes, that's awesome that we get to think about art in a different way because I really did love art as a young age, at a very young age and was like obsessed with watching the Style Channel and that type of stuff. So as a kid, I've always been into art. So I think they'd be excited about that. But then when I find out, like, oh,
0: you got to do others? You got to take a look at Well, a- yeah, a- adulting in general, yeah. In general, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, Zero out of
0: ten, do not
1: understand, do not agree. Um, but yeah, I think they'd be like, that's cool. You're, yeah. you're cool for, like, not having to go to anybody's job and show yes. up in their offices. So
0: Yeah. So we were just actually talking about the tech scene and how challenging it can be. So obviously, if you are a Black woman in tech, you're going to be experiencing more challenges because you're Black, because you're a woman. Um, so what sort of things do you think a, a typical Black woman in tech is going to ex- need to expect to like face every day? And what sort of things can they do to, like, navigate those challenges?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting because I don't – it's very different because I'm not as technical as some people. Like, I'm not an engineer. I'm not, not, uh, you know, a a scrum master. I'm not that type of person. So I'm not so deep into the tech world where I'm that – like, I don't deal with code and that type of thing but I'm a little bit into it because of the work that you would design UX and in UI and that type of work. And so from that aspect, I'm different in the fact that I built my own career. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't know what happens in the community. I know of, and then people tell me about it, but I think the things I experience really are just anything that Black women experience in life. It's like you're coming into any industry as a Black woman. You are never the top of anyone's list. People are not rooting for you. You really have to Find your community really quickly, find your people, hold your ground, be wise about the choices you make, um, uplift other Black women when you get into certain spaces, and try to find and seek out those Black women who need mentors. Um, I think that's a really important thing to do, because some of us did get involved really early on, and kind of just stop. <laughs> we're like, well, we made it, we made it, we, we were safe, Woo. and it's like... No, you got to go out there and go pick these little girls out that are sitting yeah. on the bench that need someone to come put them on their team because who's gonna put them on their team? There's always this quote that I read about. I forgot where I read it. Who said it? And maybe it was a meetup. It, brought, you know what? It was a meetup. It was uh, with four women, and one of them was uh, Anna Bond, and then the other one was um, a different woman who worked at Yellow Shoes, and she was talking about how her experience in that space, in the space of being like a black woman in a marketing agency or creative agency is that she only got promoted, you know, by, by her trying because other people were getting promoted over her and it's because people in positions of power are only going to mentor people who look like them.
0: Yep. And that's yeah. very
1: real. And so I think to black women who are trying to break into tech or looking for something, you, you're not going to find your mentors and people who don't look like you. Unfortunately, a lot of the times you're going to find your mentors and people who do look like you. If you are lucky enough to have a mentor who does not look like you, you know, be excited and take advantage of a little bit of the opportunity because, A, that doesn't happen every day. And really don't be afraid to to step in and make things your own. So I think just being yourself, stay standing your ground, it's a difficult, hard journey. Being tech in general is difficult because tech has some people who just don't, the way the algorithms work, you know, the way that tech works is not people-centric and it's not people-forward a lot of the time, so you really have to find what works for you, where you fit in and it's trial and error. So do what's best for you. I say, um, but I don't work at any of like the fangs. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I also like my (laughs) advice is not helpful to somebody who just got a job at Google or Meta or any of these places. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of your career is like you don't have to necessarily put up with certain things that, other no, people might have I, to deal with you've created your $350, own
1: 350000 dollars on Amazon. To give you know?
0: Give <laughs> and take. Give and take. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. I'm like the
1: salaries are great at the things. <laughs> I get it. And it's very good. I've been seeing a lot new of black women become nuglers, which is very cool to see because I don't think that was the case. I know Google is shady and they got problems with the way that mm-hmm. they deal with black women, the way they dealt with um the black woman who's in charge of their advocacy program but i will say this year alone and maybe and sure i'm sure it's whatever cover and face they may not care behind closed do- doors but out of all of the fangs i've seen more black women at google this year in the past couple of months, especially just this year than i have in any of the other big tech companies so okay Something didn't think about people who want jobs and they're and looking to get yeah. they weren't all like super techie some of them were just account managers yeah really, yeah Florida there's a lot of options without having to be a developer or understand how you know code works you don't have to be a genius engineer but so
0: those are those options as well so if someone i want to give you like two scenarios actually for this because i want to know like three to five steps someone can take to get started in a career in the tech industry, but let's break it down even further and say like one person is graduating high school and let's say the other person is like 35 and they're going into a second career. So let's do like the high school kid first. Like what would be the steps that you would say to get started in the tech industry? You
1: get an internship. Uh, you immediately uh, find an internship Get yeah, on LinkedIn. First, one, create a LinkedIn. If you are in high school, if you are a junior in high school, start your LinkedIn right now. If you're a senior in high school, start your LinkedIn right now if you have not already. Get onto LinkedIn. It is where the community is and that's where people are and people do. Your connections will last you longer than your actual ability and talent and work and that's just the reality of the way that our society works. So definitely get on LinkedIn, have your Social proof and try to get internships into different tech companies. Obviously, like I said, you may not get into the top companies immediately, but try to find maybe even some local tech companies that actually work and do maybe consultantships or some of with those larger companies. So I think that is a good way to start to play around in the sandbox. You know, most of the stuff online is free. So if you're into engineering, like you can easily learn JavaScript, you can easily learn any of these programming languages online for free without having to spend a dime. You can, if you want to, you can do something like a Treehouse subscription and take classes. But honestly, I still know people who are learning for free 99 because they don't have the money. Uh, (laughs) It just, it is what it is. So figure out your course of what what it is you want to do. Watch YouTube videos. I will say that as well. Like that is a big difference between when I was an an elder, (laughs) millennial, you know, when I was a kid, there was no YouTube, YouTube didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like we were in, you know, I was almost an adult when YouTube was created. So and there were no the videos were three minutes? How long were they? You know, I they don't know. Be, they were not I think they were like the maximum was like three to five minutes or I maybe mean, ten minutes at the max. Like you could not make a long video on YouTube. That was not a thing. Uh, So therefore, a lot of people didn't do it. But now you can follow someone's whole career journey and talk about the steps they do. I honestly recommend doing that because there have been some really good gems that I've learned about in terms of like places to live. And so kind of setting out a path and sitting down with someone who has your best interests in mind. I know we're supposed to talk to our guidance counselors about our careers guidance counselors are helpful in some ways depending on where you are but a lot of times they're really interested in getting you into top colleges and so what happens when you get into top colleges student loans
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) you may not need to go to a top college where you aren't getting as much support versus going to a smaller state college where you have a full ride scholarship so like keep those things in mind and like be smart about your finances because regardless of where you work If you have to pay more in, like, interest in things, your your financial will ruin your adult life. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... Being an adult depends on the decisions you make at, like, 17, 18. Unfortunately, your first, like, 10 years into adulthood, manage on what you do when you're 18 years old, which is silly. I don't know why our society is built that way. So make sure you just... (laughs) absolute
0: hot. I mean I'm so glad that I'm like such a type a Capricorn because of that even though my fans are like why are you like this but I also see like why nobody should need to be as uptight as I was at that age to I mean yeah we were have a like happy little, 20s you know
1: little nerds
0: that had all of our ducks in a row and like we're doing yeah. real life instead of being like
1: Jersey Shore the way I should have been like that's yeah yeah that's not like, I, like
0: I I would have liked to be a little more you know, I don't even know what the word is for people who are more fun, but yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So I
1: guess, I mean, yeah, having a plan, really sitting out, making that, setting goals, setting like a five-year goal at that age is important. It's unfortunate, but it kind of is, especially if you don't have generational wealth. That's for people to. if you have generational wealth, you you got the keys, so I don't know why you listen to my podcast. Yeah, like, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: already, <laughs>
1: you got the words. Yeah. You can do things beyond what I can do, but for the majority of people who have to kind of like pull themselves up by the bootstraps and don't Which have like doesn't
0: actually work but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this person who's like 35 and they 35, you know they're in a good they're weird. like in a good space like they've got like a little money to invest in it but let's say that like they don't really know a ton about tech they just hearing like they keep hearing like there's jobs in the tech industry there's jobs in the tech industry and they're like okay, I wanna like kind of explore this and get into this and make a big career change. And I don't know what they are before, like let's say that they're like something like an accountant or something like that.
1: Accounting, if you stay in accounting, there's always plenty, there's not always gonna be tech. I'm just kidding. You wanna get out of accounting, you wanna move your numbers around in a different way. You can still, what's cool about careers that like are finance, is that they're really helpful in tech because you're really good with numbers and guess what algorithms are? Yep. (laughs) They're just numbers, especially if you're in a forecasting role and that type of thing. So I guess the first thing to do would be to, again, figure out what kind of career you want to be. So really got to, again, I'm going to say go to YouTube, do your Googles, kind of look up people who have started careers in tech and listen to them talk about the different things that they're doing and kind of see what sounds interesting. Um, If you have a little bit of money to invest, I will say people who have done some coding boot camps, not all of them are created the same, so you definitely have to do your research but there are some coding boot camps that are very beneficial in which you can kind of pay your way to get a career and learn what it is that you want to do so if you want to learn how to be a developer you're an engineer and learn how to code it's a little bit easier when you're older to have an instructor (laughs) teach you how to do things what's so great about learning how to do things is that you learn how to google properly so that when you get into your career because everything's going to change you at least know how to find your way figure things out and troubleshoot and then find the right answers that's really what's gonna happen. Cause code changes all the time, it changes every year. I feel like months now. So it's not like anything that you learn. And I learned in twenty. WordPress has changed like five point nine. WordPress has changed. changed
0: so much. They like, changed I the, used the way to, it's set up.
1: There's not even like an index.php. anymore I like, can't believe that.
0: Like I used to understand WordPress and like actually like build things on it, and now I like I can't do anything on there.
1: It's literally like a foreign things. thing
0: to me. It's completely different. Like I didn't do anything with it for like four years, and it's just I don't have anything that I I can bring. No, yeah, I feel like one
1: update five point nine completely it changed the way that it, it's set up in general. And so like it's probably even less than four
0: years. It's probably two years that I like didn't do anything in there, and then it's just like Nope, you don't know anything in here all anymore. The, the theme developers were like. <laughs> yeah. what do
1: you mean we learned other stuff so yeah yeah uh, find it find the career you want to do pursue education in that career whether it be a boot camp which is what i would recommend um at that or if you have time to spend your weekends you know kind of digging into it and practicing and what it is and then talk to people again sit down go through your rolodex i'm sure you know somebody in the career field that you want to do exactly go to, a coffee meet, go to coffee and sit down talking to them and get real answers and talk about next steps and what you can do and plan accordingly accordingly by applying for jobs who are willing to maybe even again take on an internship maybe at first if that's what's working for you or if you feel like you're ready to jump to a role look for a junior developer role look for a junior role in what it is that you're looking for it probably honestly depending on where you are if you were in florida and you're an accountant depending on where you are it probably might be a pay raise to get your developer role.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Especially for remote work because the South now nah, I'm not even gonna say the South, I'm gonna say certain states in the South because there are certain states that actually do pay pretty well. But certain places are still paying people real like seven twenty five an hour for minimum wage. You know, it's we're down bad. So you might actually make more no money. Um so be be smart about your money. If you're willing to take a pay cut, start saving that's a big thing like make sure you have money to kind of yeah adjust your lifestyle so that when you start that career you're not struggling and you don't hate it because you're not making as much money because obviously you're not gonna start up where you were in your 10 15 years being an accountant you're starting at year one so yeah plan for that um and connect with people online there's google has tech makers the community depending on what type of tech you're trying to get into they have local communities um bigger companies have communities and find those people get on those slack channels and start talking to people there is if you're getting into crypto there's nine million (laughs) crypto communities and discord channels and that type of thing so you need to find a community that actually can be helpful and beneficial for you one that's you can ask questions in and get actual honest answers i will say there have been some really good uh slack communities and get so get on twitter (laughs) get on linkedin start doing your information start talking to people and start um online networking until we can get back to a place where face-to-face networking. Cause I will say tech companies are a little bit smarter about not meeting in person <laughs> than some other industries. Um, whereas we still haven't like whole tra- trade shows are going on, like wholesale trade shows have been happening.
0: Wow. The past like yeah.
1: year, um, yeah. but there haven't been as many tech conferences. So you probably will find your community online at this time versus offline.
0: So switching gears into design. How did you originally get into design? Tell us a little bit more about that process and what sort of design are you most inspired by? Getting into
1: design. I actually started drawing really young. So I've always been into drawing and art. And actually in fifth grade, I had an incredible art teacher who was the first one who was like, we can break in and do different mediums. And so we're doing chalks and we're doing charcoals. And we're doing like sculptures. We're doing all kinds of stuff. And so as a kid, I was like, Woo, this is what I want to do. I want to be an old lady with my frizzy hair out and painting on my porch barefoot. And like you will be. Should, <laughs> in like the end of the year, I bet. right? Because let's be real, it's like a real rough out here in these Good streets. Um, and so I was like, oh man, I can't wait to become an artist. And then again, like I learned about Graphic design and kind of that potential of doing stuff online, and so being that I was into a Sailor Moon fandom and seeing people doing digital fan art really early, I was like, "How are y'all making like manga and like posting it on the internet? Like, how are you doing this? What programs are you doing?" And starting to learn more about you know Photoshop and Illustrator, and I started with PaintShop Pro because that was what was free ninety nine, and mm-hmm. so that's when I first started designing it, and so. We started getting into the age of like live journals, so I actually had a live journal icon shop that is still open that I still use to make avatars from. So I got a new computer, I took an icon from there to to use my avatars. Oh my god! I still have that; they're still uploaded. Uh, So I started doing that, and then I was in forums, so I was doing a lot of sigs. So people who are in forums know what that is, like signature graphics, and so. That's what happened to spiral into starting a website. Cause I was like, oh, if I have my own domain name, I'm official. And then David bought it for me. And so I was like, oh, I'm official. And this relationship is official. And I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started doing design resources because I, that's what I got into. And so really, I, so 100% self-taught, but as a kid, I read a lot of art books, looked at a lot of art documentaries, went to a lot of art museums. Um, Again, watched a lot of art documentaries and watched a lot of like interior design shows and that type of thing to learn how people used art. And so when it came to, because there was no design TV, there was no design YouTube, there were no, there were no famous designers like there were, but they weren't, they weren't on social media, we weren't together. There was no (laughs) Instagram, you know what I mean? Like, there was no social media. So, you had to kind of go online and spend hours and hours and hours, like, just looking up stuff and finding out what looked good and what looked bad. And in my eyes, I just, like, I'd be like, neon orange and Mm -hmm. neon green look bad. You know what I mean? Like, just trying to find my style. So, I really, I don't know that right now I have a style. I still feel like strong, good type is kind of my basis. At the end of the day, uh, using really good color palettes that are accessible is important to me. I'm not into the trends right now, still. Like, I still don't like the. uh, I've kind of, like, I've softened a little bit on Corporate Memphis, which is an illustration style. Like, I wasn't really too into it. It's gotten more abstract and more broad. And so I kind of understand a little bit more. I've read some documentaries and read some pieces about it. And so I found it a little bit more interesting. I've been open to it. But this nineties for and sure it has a name. I don't know
0: what it is. I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. Yeah. It's not
1: for me. It's not for my spirit. It's not for my heart. I'm it's like not... the clothes,
0: yes. The design, no. <laughs> the design
1: is not it's not where it's at. So yeah, I don't know if I have a a design inspiration. Right now I still I feel like old stuff. Like I like picking up books, I like looking at old mid-century modern, like Charles and uh Braheem stuff and kind of finding funky stuff from there so I, I find a lot of design inspiration from real life and not really design or like other mediums of art for me. yeah. so I like actual like art <laughs> not NFTs sorry I like I'm not crapping on them but like I have not been inspired by a visual NFT uh, since I've seen them so I like I think uh, muddy. they're redoing some of the um, old like albums that are like 15 years old one of the um record labels and so they're doing vinyls. Oh, And so NERD did one. It's like $20,000. What? Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I want it. (laughs) So those are the things that I feel like in my old age, I'm I'm inspired by like kind of a play on stuff that happened 20 years ago. Yeah, I feel that. A little bit more elevated and then still like, again, classic old stuff. I watched a YouTube video about um what are the names of the the sticky floors the plastic floors i forgot what they're called but the patterns and everything uh the floors of our childhood part not parquet floors but the other ones
0: Mm, i wish john was in the room because he would know he would know he knows
1: exactly (laughs) what i'm talking about The the floors of our of the 90s and 80s that were in the houses like in the kitchens you know what i'm talking about like that rollout
0: yeah yeah
1: there. there was a documentary that talked about the history of The guy who did it. I'll literally ask
0: him after this and he'll tell uh, me.
1: And it was really cool to talk about look at the patterns and stuff. So, some of that I was like, oh, that's so bad, but it's coming back and now I see how they're doing and it's kind of cool. And I'm like, is old, new interior design?
0: Yeah, it's for everything. Cause I mean, like it started with the fashions a few years ago where 90s fashions came back into play and now it's like everything. So,
1: yeah, I'm kind of inspired by that. I'm inspired by a lot of people doing redoing old houses too. I think that's real cool. I think. Yeah. I don't think it's in my spirit, but watching people do it is really inspiring.
0: <laughs> I love your design work because, like, always I've been able to pick your work out. You know what I mean? And I, I love that in an artist. Like, when I can look at their work and know, like, they did that. Because not that's not the case for everybody. Um, that's actually, I feel like, not the case for a lot of artists. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, for me, I really love when I can look at a piece and be like, oh, I know that this person did that piece. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very much what like I've always like been that way with your work. Obviously, like with your typography, I mean, that could even be like cheating a bit because I know your your hand so well. Like I know, you know what I mean? Like I know your letter so well, but it's not even just that it's literally anything you design. I'm like, I could point at it and be like, you made that. So I like that. That's very cool to me. I'm also not famous
1: enough to be emulated.
0: <laughs> and no one cares about me. So that's also like. a But that's kind of a that's what I think is so bonus. interesting is that like small like a lot of times like smaller businesses, smaller artists, whatever they kind of copy I guess what like the big everybody brands else do, yeah. and they just look like like everybody else, and I don't. Necessarily like love that like we both love Rifle Paper Co. Like we love it, but I don't need every other brand to look exactly like Rifle Paper Co. You know, and they do, and they do, yeah. There's something like your work that's like one of the things that's like really interesting to me is that I find it to be like feminine and dark. Does that make sense? Oh, look, it's me in a coffee mug. (laughs) Like, there's something about it that's, like, you know, the femininity in your work is different than, like, the type of feminine that I am. And there's, like, a darkness to it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's, like, that's what I get from it. Um, and this so there's, like, of course, because of that, there's certain you know, pieces that really speak to me, like your moon piece, as you know, is like one of my favorites. And like, to me, just like the moon is just incredibly feminine in general. Um, But yeah, just like a lot of the stuff you do, it's like, it'll be feminine, but not like girly, I guess you could say. Um There's just like this womanness to it, but it's also like very like dark. I don't know. I appreciate it. Even the I type appreciate. of like colors and stuff that you choose. Like, yeah. And then it's also like, I feel like a lot of your work, especially the color work, It feels very black to me, you know? Like it I'm like, this is an African American person who made this. Like I could tell immediately, just from like the color palette, you know? It is true. I I feel like I see I see the colors of black people like literally like our skin or, or hair you know what I mean like I see those come up in your work a lot and then colors that look good on black people like in, in clothing and such we love
1: a mustard yellow
0: yeah I feel like as I get older I definitely started leaning into more
1: Afrocentric stuff that I'm inspired by I don't know if I can pull up but like if I could do in a way where, where it's like not offensive put too mud cloth in something would be Ideal. I'm so inspired by mud cloth right now. Yeah, I wallpaper a wall. I've seen people do it and or hand paint them themselves, which would be super cool. I'm just like, I don't know if that's good for me. I'm a I'm a little black gal from the city. I don't know if I should be making mud cloth prints, but I'm like ancestrally. I guess it's my right. Yeah, I don't know. I so. um, but I'm into yeah. So as I've gotten older, I definitely have found more inspiration in like more African and Afro-Caribbean spaces versus kind of the mainstream which is kind of moving more to like I feel like maybe in mainstream I don't I don't know what I feel bad but I'm like I don't know what other what the white people are into design like, I feel bad I don't, I don't know what y'all are doing out there but I'm assuming it's like a lot of blushes and that 90s stuff
0: yeah the 90s stuff is in a lot of places I do like enjoy blush that's fine if people want to do that but if it's just all like a lot of, I just feel like a, like What I've seen just going to local shops, has just literally, like I said, it's still people being like, I want to be rifle paper pho. Which is wild
1: because it looks bad. When it's not Anna's it, work. It and It does. Not, you know, like who, it's. trained training that style. Yeah. It's
0: mm-hmm. not
1: good. Um,
0: yeah. It's a lot of times like what I see is like a broken down simplistic version of what yes, she does. You know the, what I mean? Like because like they can't purges. really do. Yeah. They can't really do it to that level and they can't really put that detail in there, so they just kind of do a cheap version of she's it. She's
1: a classically trained artist. This is where it's very funny when people emulate rifle paper, code, especially when they do it using something like Procreate. Because,
0: yeah, Annabon,
1: even though she doesn't make like maybe a percent, a small percentage of the new products or anything like that now, she doesn't do that anymore as a CEO. Get it, got it. Um, but she's a classically trained artist, and so if you don't understand how to paint. <laughs> Yeah. It's silly. It's a silly thing to emulate. Like I I don't think I would try to do it. It's it's, just and it's strange to me that
0: people because I'm just like, I'm sorry, if I'm at a shop, like you know, I'll be at like a shop like a good crowd in Orlando, and there will be a rifle paper code card that and is like let's say five or six dollars. <laughs> and then like the like a knockoff version, it's the same price. Why do you think that I'm gonna get your like and that's the thing, too, is, like, there are people that want another style sometimes. Or, like, there are certain people in my life who, like, I wouldn't send a Rifle Paper Co. card to because that's just, like, wouldn't be the style that they would enjoy of, of a card. So it's, like, I want other options so that I can be, like, oh, this person would like this style card. I'm going to send them that. But it's, like, people don't want to give you other options. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I will say Emily McDowell is the other person I always tell people to go to because she has a lot of... um same card she does the empathy cards that i really love and i told so when everybody's having a hard time or they're like oh somebody i know is having a hard time what card do i get them because it seems stupid to get a so sorry for your loss where she has cards that are like well cancer sucks or people dying is trash and that type of thing and so I, it's not him and friends and i feel like that's kind of my my anti, my anti rifle that I, I give like kind of most people would like and find her stuff really uh, interesting and cool. And she does a good job of being kind of consistent in the way that she letters stuff or whoever is lettering on her team. And she works with a bunch of different artists now. So it's not even the same style. So that's cool. I'd be like, my backup outside of Rifle would be him and Friends for people who don't care about florals and yeah, <laughs> like mermaids and things.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm, I won't lie. 95% of my people are rifle people. But for that other 5%, it's good to have an option. <laughs> um, so hold on. This is, there we go. So, okay. If we had unlimited money, let's say like a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And you like, I don't know, you win the, you win like a special lottery where you can only invest the money into studio 404 paper. You can't use it on Sevenality. You can't use it on, you know, mental health or, you know, anything else. Like you have to invest it all into your business. How would you go about using it?
1: I'm leaving. It's starting to flower farm. Steal for her flowers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kidding. I could I'm see kidding, you doing that.
1: But am I? No, I think I would buy a printer.
0: Oh. I would
1: probably buy an industrial printer, whether that be a digital. What's your pro A smart choice would be buying a digital printer. But, knowing myself, I would be silly enough to try to find a, a letterpress or some type of
0: you know what I mean and
1: then put it in my house and have a really heavy letter press that I How much do you forever. think
0: that would cost? I don't
1: know how much they are today today, but I feel like back in the day, they used to be like ten twenty thousand dollars that okay. was like two twenty ten 000. but the problem is parts mm maintenance that type of thing so like it's yeah don't make them anymore so like nobody's nobody's out here making new letterpress machines that sort of thing. so you could basically
0: so, like save whatever you right. didn't spend on what you would need to spend in the future for like parts and maintenance and, and, and having maintenance somebody and who's such. knowledgeable
1: enough to come in and teach you how to fix the machine because if it breaks then you break it and again the the difference with that type of machinery is that when it prints, nothing's ever the same. There's little imperfections and everything. Same thing with screen printing. For people who's ever screen printed. You screen print things using the same screen. It's still going to come out differently. So you're never going to have the same result every time. That's the beauty of that kind of thing. I don't think I would get a screen print, though. I'd done it. I don't. It's a little messy. I mean, like, I get it. Like, the pressing is also messy because it's all ink and whatever. But I found, I didn't find the screen printing to be as enjoyable as I thought it would because at one point I was like I need to get a screen printer and it's cheaper to get a screen printer and
0: yeah you can get definitely. like a smaller
1: one like a table top screen printing thing um but I don't think I'm into it as much I think I I probably would just get a, a really fancy uh industrial digital printer that can also do like foil
0: Ooh, I like that
1: so that would be the beginning of my money and then obviously upgrading like all the the machinery that I need, like the computers that we need and the desk area, Um, maybe even figuring out like I find someone's land to buy, build a shack on or something. But I definitely, I think the printer would be the the biggest cost and then different machinery. And then I'm hiring probably somebody to come on and design stuff um, on a consulting basis for at least like a year and
0: then hopefully make enough money to
1: keep it going.
0: I like it. Now my goal is to give you money for it. That's my goal. <laughs> I'm trying to be rich. And like, that's, that is like my dream is just like to get rich and invest in everybody else's businesses. This is facts
1: because people have good ideas. There are definitely people who I know who still, you know, have to work their nine to five, which if I have yeah. the money to had, give them out of it because they have some
0: really cool stuff they mm-hmm. want to do. And I'm like, I just want everybody to be I wanna like part, want to just be like part I want to be part owner in a ton of businesses where like I don't do the work but I'm just the money guy. I think that like that would have been my calling is to be the money guy but like I was born like into like a black queer girl's body instead of like a white man but like I think I would have been so great at being the money guy um, and I'm still working on it like I would like to still be the money guy so we'll see I'm
1: gonna say, <laughs> I mean, you need to switch bodies with like some of the people who I know who are unfortunately born into like straight white male bodies Yeah, also would rather have been born into a queer black girl's body you know what I mean yeah
0: <laughs> well I mean I have a straight white man in the house so I'm trying to use him to get the money and then I can be he the money guy honestly is not worth. <laughs> Enough, you, you well, no, a... that's why I'm doing the like, oh, I trust me, I know that's why I'm he's doing like the an work. actual teddy bear, yeah, he is. Like, I'm just like, I'm always just like, do you even know how to like use he any? Has no like idea no idea how to be a
1: shark. He's like, oh, I came in to help put the sharks.
0: No, he's like, <laughs> definitely, like, I don't even know what fish, like, what if what fish is like. Probably like Finding Nemo, like he's that.
1: <laughs> no,
0: he's like maybe like the turtle or something. I don't yeah, know. I think
1: he's probably <laughs> definitely Crash, Crash, Crush, whatever his name was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I feel like he's the version uh, in the Disney show that like sings a song. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to weird questions. <laughs> if you lived in the MCU. What would you do? Would you have the same job you have now? Would you be like a superhero? Would you do tech work for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like there's so many... Options. What would your job be if, if we were in the MCU universe? Oh my
1: word. First of all, I live in the DCEU because I know more about it. No,
0: this like, is my question. Here. You're not the interviewer today. So we're in the MCU. I know I you're was, married to Batman, but listen, he's not a part of this conversation. See, uh, we're in the it's MCU. Funny because I
1: actually <laughs> I feel like I still to this, I still as a comic book person, still feel like X-Men has the best yeah comic yeah like life to this day like the comics are still good that are out that are coming up um and some really cool like people of color are working with some different x-men characters right now so they're doing some cool storylines so i guess in that aspect i would if i live i would want to live with the x-men like i would want to be an x person <laughs> I, I like be, that like storms in turn Ooh. and
0: go over
1: for, for Roro and like maybe even just like put her her
0: cap on at night like here let's put your, <laughs> your <laughs> would you want to like tech her up and like invent cool things for her i feel like she's so cool she, she pa- yeah me. i don't know if she like really needs anything
1: yeah she doesn't need me but i want to be around like i'm like i could be her project manager you know how like does some of the people yes. have like, like a darcy i would be yeah. well, i would be Storm darcy yeah <laughs> i like that i <laughs> could be storm's personal darcy and i, like I mean like comic book storm i know it's seems to use technically like the cinematic universe but i'm talking about like the storm who was like out here with the chocolate in the streets like i want to yes. be the, the girl she comes with and i'm like do you really want to make this choice is he all right is he good like right kind
0: of thing, so. i like that idea like just kind of like being her you know like you said like her her like personal assistant her project manager like whatever she needs you know yeah she probably won't need a lot of tech stuff because I mean she really like she's very powerful without if they
1: do what we want to do with Lady Thor and the way Jane is supposed to act and like the way that I would imagine Darcy would support Lady Thor if that was everything that they wanted to do which I hope they try to get
0: into in the next Thor movie yeah
1: what I would want to be but first
0: I like that a lot that's very cool yeah. Okay. So since I made you do MCU, then what would you do in DC? Because I know you guys oh, are a DC family. I would family. absolutely just be like, I don't. I feel like I would. I would be the gossip
1: girl in the DC. Oh my god, I because love that. They have so <laughs> much stupid stuff that happens. I love they that. They are
0: so silly. They do the dumbest thing
1: are Watching. Oh, we've been watching um, the John Cena one, the new one. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> and so something happened, and this girl was oh the um, Danielle Brooks character is like, as she we don't know where she's from because I mean, she's spoiler alert to anybody who's not watching this show. Okay, she is um, Amanda Wallace's daughter. So spoiler alert to anyone who was watching. So it's so funny because she's like, she's with her partner, and her partner is like. Man, she's like, we should just go back to Gotham. And I'm like, gagged. I'm like, girl, Gotham City? Gotham Trash. is the girl, worst. No. Oh my god, <laughs> Get out of here. Especially because I just watched Titans. The last season of Titans was a hot mess. So I feel like I'll be Gossip Girl. And I'll be talking mad crap about all these different people. Because they talk crap about each other in their show. And like this TV universe. It's so funny because they ask him all the time. They-, they were asking him about different superheroes. They're like, what about Wonder Woman? And he was like... She didn't she didn't know she I know her but she didn't think, she didn't acknowledge me or something like that. And I'm like, this is a hot mess.
0: I, <laughs> I love it. Like I need a
1: gossip girl. They need a gossip column. I would be talking all the smack about the flash. Like, look, this man is in Star City, just ruining stuff. He don't know what he's doing. He's always going back in time. He's always ruining everyone's life.
0: Now I need somebody to write some fan fiction where there's, like, a gossip girl in the DC universe, because that would be so funny. You it's should so write funny.
1: it. I should, because I watch all these stupid shows. I, I We started watching the new Lawrence and Clark by accident. I love that you're like, by accident. <laughs> and there was nothing else on. HBO has everything. And so I'm like, I... I I told, me and my friend, we said we were not going to watch any more DC shows. <laughs> and so we collectively stopped watching them. But then, Lois, there was nothing else on. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just watch Lewis and Clark. Uh, and it's about their kids. It's a mess. It's See, an, for me, that's signs. when I
0: just re-watch MCU stuff. I don't, I don't, yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. re-watch
1: anything. I don't don't i'm good but I, yeah i do i think i would be the gossip girl to, to to spill all the tea i love about that. all these different superheroes because the ceu is messy and these people be out here in the streets making poor choices
0: man i i need again that fan fiction needs to happen because that's friggin' hilarious i could totally see that happening um and yeah there's a lot of drama there especially in gotham because that place is a mess
1: Yes. okay yes. so
0: the classic black history month question that we always ask to everybody what does black excellence mean to you uh,
1: i feel like black excellence is the ability to withstand what society tries to do to black people and still focus on uplifting black people you are correct means being inclusive that means being open learning admitting when you're wrong i feel like all of that is a part of being an excellent black person like i feel like we are trying to like put people in different boxes and pit each other against each other through different things mainly you know <laughs> things and systems that were built to benefit people who do not look like us and don't understand us and, and we were not thought of as humans and so we're trying to fit into the society that like still is not built for us so i feel like when i see black people who are doing the work to help lift all black people it's that to me is black excellence so like you're doing the you're doing the lord's work shout out to you that's black excellence
0: yes i i love that i feel like again there's so many like i love asking the question i love all the different answers we get but that answer is pretty much what mine would be you know that is spot on. You're always right about everything, girl. <laughs> I, I, were, I would have a $100,000 to go start my flower farm. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I'm going to start manifesting it. So how can our listeners best support you? Because as we have talked about on the podcast, you are not a huge social media girl. Sure, so no. what is the best way for them to like actively just like support you in your career?
1: I feel like listening to this podcast because this is my <laughs> weekly outlet. of, So the, probably the best way you can connect with me because this is what I can invest in. I will say I am trying to do better, at least with Studio Four and kind of putting out content there. So if you want to be on the Instagrams and go to at Studio 404 paper and kind of hang out there. And that buy stuff because well again I said
0: I said best support you not follow you. Are you following me for and a reason? Me, because then I
1: don't have to keep playing these games like we talked about. We had a whole that's conversation true.
0: before they start recording,
1: and my answer was, "Girl, you know I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about Instagram. So if you want to just follow me, that'd be great because then I can do." Less trickery, and mm-hmm. you won't see me out here dancing to random words popping out. Yes. If, I, if I start, if you see a video of me dancing to random words, I'm down bad. It is a cry for help. Call the SWAT team. Come pick me up. Oh I yes. I, I would be at your house
0: in five minutes. Don't even know. Door. Don't come.
1: Just call the SWAT team. Call the police. I am being
0: held captive. <laughs> like, I'm You're like it's unsafe. Don't even come over. <laughs> Don't come
1: in. I am rude from um... Euphoria. I have been drugged. Like come get
0: (laughs) me. I love it. Oh my god Okay. And yes, buying stuff too though. Buying things, buy paper, buy the new self-love
1: collection. It's out right now as this episode's out. I probably worked on that before I worked on editing this episode. So
0: Well, thank you for letting me ask you all of my bajillion questions and for answering my MCU question, even though you're a DC girl. I was going to get into Sailor Moon, but I was like, I got to leave something for the next time I interview you. Oh, my goodness. Because I know that's a whole conversation. They also need a gossip girl
1: who is just the one person in their class that says all these girls look like these girls. (laughs) right like uh you do not realize that the only girl with blonde hair and two ponytails upside her head looks like the same person can we put two and two together can we do the maths the maths are not
0: They're math not, right? ma- not math at all oh my <laughs> well thank you friend for the of interview. course thank you
1: guys for listening and as always you can rate us on apple podcast because that's where we're telling people to go listen to us from now um, yes so. It goes up at Heart Plus Sign Hustle Podcast and Apple Podcasts. We do show up. You can rate and review, and people can find us there because a lot of more people are going to Apple Podcasts. So
0: yes, definitely the place to be right now. And you can follow us all over the internet on Twitter we're at Heart Hustle Pod. We are everywhere else. Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are mostly on Instagram, so that is the best place to follow us. Um, and make sure you're following along on stories and stuff and continue sharing the great things that you are doing with us we love when y'all do that because we like seeing what you are up to so we love to see it so until next week when we have another amazing
1: guest thank you and peace out bye